Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. She was an international cricketer, winning two World Cups, and is a public speaker and freelance commentator too on the BBC and Sky. It's Ebony Jewell, Rainford Brent. Hi, Ebony. Hello, how are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. Now, you were just telling me a little while ago, you won two World Cups, and I thought, wow, that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm underprepared. I do apologize. But, but first World Don't worry, Cup I'm going to give you grief for that. <laughs> oh, please don't. You're the first World Cup winner that we've had on the show. So what's it like being a first? Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll take that. I don't mind... Uh... Uh, doing that but no it's always good isn't it nice to just reflect on um nice parts of your career you know it was a few years ago it was 2009 um when we won we won the 50 over world cup and t20 world cup which for cricket fans they'll know what i mean for people who aren't don't worry about the details uh, but yeah no it's been you know a great journey i mean with sport it's one of those things i spent nearly 20 years playing of my life and you put in all that effort and yeah it's really nice to get those big things but i think more importantly is just enjoying playing the sport all those years so yeah no really nice to to get that recognition a lot of people do put in all those hours and don't get that chance mm. to celebrate those moments so no really nice really nice to have achieved that so how did you get into cricket in the first place yeah a couple of luck actually i um grew up in Hernhill, which is south london so any londoners around um and my family weren't really into cricket to be honest we were all football crazy but when i was about 10 someone came into my primary school and just kind of tried to get people playing. I was one of the few girls, actually, it was mainly the boys playing and got talent scouted. That was it. Once I got roped in, I was um, invited to a few things and then junior Surrey by 12 and then junior England by 14. So you kind of get into this whole system and pipeline really, uh, which happens to a lot of kids. You kind of just get sucked into the uh, vacuum of whatever you're into. So that was it. Once I got that talent scout, really it changed the course of my life. And what, what county did you play for? They do county cricket for, for ladies, exactly the same as the guys. Yeah, sorry. So Oval Cricket Ground, which is in the Oval Kennington Way, South London, that was my hub. Um, so I played for Surrey for, like I say, 20 years. And now I'm still there at the club director of women's cricket and on the board as well. So it's kind of been like part of my life, really, to be part of that club. Wow, you've been very successful. Now, the other thing that you do, which I've got to mention, is you do podcasting too. And mm. you've had an incredible amount of success with that also, haven't you? I have, I have. It's been brilliant. Um, I started it just over a year ago, mainly because I love broadcasting. I love meeting new people. I love personal development, really talking about you know how people improve and grow. And um, it's been epic. You know, I think I kicked off with Alistair Campbell um, as the wow. first episode. I've had world-class athletes from Chris Akabusi, Alison Felix, who some might not know, but she's uh, the world's most medaled athlete at the moment. More medals than Usain Bolt. I listened to that one. Incredible. Yeah, you, you're Did right. You? Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I've, missed, yeah. I've listened to a lot. I'm a big fan. I'm a big well, fan. have you? You've turned <laughs> through them, have you? Good work on you. Good work. Um, and yeah, I've just had so many good people on the podcast. I love like personal growth personal development and it was just something i wanted to start so you know anyone who wants to tune in make sure you check it out but it is so many inspirational conversations lots of bit of wisdom to take away so i love podcasting it's um it's great fun being able to just meet and talk to new people well we'll, we'll put the show of yours in the show notes so if anyone wants to click on it and have a look and like you say you've got some absolutely fantastic guests on there rob moore as well who we both know mm. 
Yeah, he's, um, you know, Mr. Podcast Man. He's obviously property uh, guru, entrepreneur, author. He's just kind of done it all. Um, and it was a bit of luck, actually. I think that's one thing I love about social media is that I didn't know him before this whole process, but someone tweeted him saying, I would love to hear you on Ebony's podcast, on my podcast. And um, we kind of connected, got talking, and it turned out he's a big cricket fan, which helps that. Um, I played cricket. So once we got chatting, I got up there and now we kind of talk quite regularly, um, been up to some of his things, hopefully going to play some golf as well, which I love and he loves too. Um, but a lovely man. And when I say to you, one of the smartest guys I've ever met, if you haven't read his book, Life Leverage, it's a game changer for a lot of people. So um, I'll definitely tune into him, but it's what a great podcast as well. So nice guy. Yep. He's good all around. Yeah. Always good value, Rob. He is. So, he is. What's your main priorities in life nowadays after the cricket? Yeah, good question. Um, a mixture of things, really, I guess, from a... And I do look at life as well in ter- two ways in terms of health and wealth. Um, health, I think, is is important to try and keep the body in the best shape as possible. And what I mean by that is I'm not... I used to be obsessed about weight and things like that, which, you know, is great when you trained. I'm not that elite athlete anymore. Um, but I'm very focused on making sure that my health's in good order so I just came back from my chiropractor I have so many injuries and operations and things I've gone through in the past so I have to keep the body ticking as much as I can Um, and from a wealth perspective I think it's really just leveraging my career as much as possible and trying to um, make sure I funnel that into my investments behind the the scenes really so you know I see I see myself in some ways I missed out on a, a lucrative early career because I was playing in a sport which was not professional and then semi-professional partway through my career so whereas some of my friends had gone into the city and making loads of money you know I was on the on the breadline as such but playing my sport and what I've been lucky I suppose is that uh, more recently or you know as my career has developed it kind of gives you that opportunity so I've now come out and I've got a number of different careers going on I've been running my own business for five years Um, and so I'm playing catch-up in some ways um, of trying to make sure that I get that wealth thing in order, but that's quite important as well. And then wrapping all that around, I think is just having fun in life. Uh, lots of friends, lots of family. I do a lot of bucket list things. So I'm off to Europe in a couple of weeks for about a month as well to tour around it. So I think it's a mixture of looking at your health, looking at your wealth, and then just having fun along the way. Brilliant. Okay. Well, that encapsulates the show, really. We're trying to get people to move from their point A to their point B. We've got mm. some people that listen that are very wealthy. <laughs> Any investing uh, support tips, feel free to uh, to give me some. <laughs> I'll get them to uh, to write in because uh, we all need them. Don't be worried about that. <laughs> but uh, oh, likewise, people like yourself, uh, elite athletes too. So any tips and tricks for us mere mortals who are not World Cup winners to try and keep fit? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, bite-sized chunks, and I know that you might have had um, Marvin on, Marvin Ambrosius, who's yes. a fitness guy, but what what I like about, now I don't play sport at the high level, you realize how busy life can get to get things in. Um, I have to break things down into such small chunks. So my stretching routine, just to keep my back going, because I had a, a really bad prolapse disc I think just I've broken it down into five minute chunks which I can just take little sections off and do or a bit of aerobic stuff or cardio maybe just 20 minutes here or there so I think the key thing for me especially being busy is just to try and like in your diary at the start of the week just plot out a couple of sections which you're not going to give away um, if something more important comes up or work comes up or something like that, just making sure that there's maybe three key slots. And then if you have, I think most people 
as we start to get older, have a sort of sore point, whether it's a dodgy back or a dodgy hip or, um, you know, whatever it is. So make sure that, that you do something on that every day and then have two or three times a week where you just go a little bit harder. So I think the hardest thing with fitness is just carving out the time. It's e- it was easy when I was an athlete because I didn't have to think about it. I had a trainer there every day who told you to bend, jump, sprint, whatever it was. But now in the real world, and you get busy. I think it's just about carving out the time and then making sure you do it. There's some good tips there for people, yeah. Mm. So anything you change along the way? In terms of in fitness or life? Or? Yeah, the whole, the whole thing, really. I mean, you know, it's like you have a separate life sometimes from when you go to work and you think, oh, I wish I took that opportunity mm. work-wise. And that always, always impacts on your day-to-day life as well. It's also mm. sometimes, you know, things, things that you missed out family-wise. I mean, you being a, mm. an athlete, you know, things like uh, having kids and all that might have been mm. inopportune. So, yeah, mm. anything you wanted to change? Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's changed because you know that, I mean, we all know this, isn't this? Life is about sacrifices. So, you know, in one sense, say if I said, I wish if I was home a little bit more, you know, during my early twenties or something like that, then I wouldn't have seen the world in the way I have. Um, so I don't really, I don't really do regrets in that sort of way. I, I think the only thing I've done in my life that I look back and I think did that really have an impact was university for me. And that's maybe because of the route I've gone down. I did chemistry. I did a master's in chemistry at UCL. Mm-hmm. And I look and reflect and I thought, I haven't really used it. Um, I, I wasn't that fussed about doing it as well. You know, great to mm. have, have achieved it, but I didn't necessarily use it. Was it the smartest use of time and money investment? I don't know. But other than that, I think generally in life, the, my, you know, if you listen to any of my podcasts as well, you'll hear my mindset is very much about, you know, everything's about learning and challenging. One thing I do well, I think, is I spend a lot of time thinking forward Mm-hmm. Um, to try and avoid the mistake. So actually just before you called, I was just doing one of my sort of sit down and think, right, 10 years now, if I do these things, how are these going right. to impact all my areas of life? I try to just do that as a check so that I don't get to 10 years down the line and have regrets. Um, so yes, yeah, so, and then things that we, we've all made mistakes or we've all done things, but I don't tend to look at them as sort of regrets. I look at them as just a bit of learning to reshuffle the pack and think forward a bit more. Mm-hmm. do you do journaling or diarize in any way yeah very much i do daily i do a daily journal which has a couple of key questions so one is just about sort of brain dump how do you feel anyone you know that could be great you had a good sleep to whatever it could be anything um but then i have i have a couple of areas in my life so i have my wealth i look at my health i look at um you know areas that i need to improve around personal relationships i have like a couple of buzz questions and I'll just go through daily. It only takes about five to 10 minutes um, over a cup of tea, which I love tea. So. so let us into your world a little bit, Ebony. What sort of buzz questions do you have? Okay, so I have, I'll, t- I'll just go through it in detail quickly. Yeah, I've go got four quotes, which mm-hmm. kind of always make me think. So uh, the first quote is, time is the most valuable coin in your life. You and you, you alone determine how that coin will be spent. Careful that you don't let other people spend it for you. Mm. So I think that's always just a reminder to, I think time is the most valuable thing we have. I know we've talked, well, health is mostly the first, then time. Yeah. And then we can create wealth and all the other things if we use it wisely. So it's just making sure that I'm in control of my time. The next thing I have is it's the mind that translates the outer experiences into happiness or suffering. And that basically is a reminder that the same thing that happens and a bit like I just talked about regrets there, 
we can look mm. at the same situation and see it as a positive or a negative and it's our brain that does the work in between so it's just to kind of remind myself and then after that my questions go what are my key goals and priorities so one will be about career maximizing career opportunities one will be about my bucket list. I have anyone who wants to go onto my website, I have an extensive bucket list, which I am 27 out of 85 things. I think it's a, that's where I last am. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hence why I'm going to Europe for so long. Then I've got like, I, I grade the different areas of my life. So my career, how am I managing my money and investments, how I'm managing my health. This all sounds a bit Rain Man crazy. But trust <laughs> me, it um, keeps me on track. Um, What's your website, so, yeah. by the way? my name ebony jewel rainford brent.com okay um so feel free to check that out and then i also just towards the end have a like a gratefulness just remind myself what i'm happy about and how lucky we are because sometimes you know we talk about wealth and it's great building the investments and increasing opportunities but sometimes we forget that we just live in a wealthy country and that we're mm. pretty lucky as we are so i think that reminds me just to be grateful i, bo- I was born in a first world country Yep, I always say about that on the podcast, must bore the people to tears. But yeah, we've sort of about moving from our point A to point B. And mm-hmm. uh, I was off of um, Tottenham's largest council estate. We had a lot of violence, a lot of problems in the area. Still have a Tottenham's got a part of it that is in the top five most underprivileged parts of the UK. And mm-hmm. exactly as you said, I've said it before, we were in relative mm-hmm. poverty at the time. And um, it's all, it is all relative because when you put it up against people in other countries, we're having a, a cushy time. So it all has to be thought of in that way. But even so, a lot of that comes back to the same thing, which I'm getting all the time from people that are elite athletes and also the people that are incredibly wealthy that come on the show is that the mindset of everybody. So if you're in that position, you're thinking, woe is me, aren't I poor? But flip it, let's put you in another country elsewhere and you'd mm. be incredibly rich, you know, by their standards perhaps. So that part of it is left in your mind. It's an indelible part. If you can get it out of your mind and start getting more and more positive, and this is what the elite people tell us about, you're in control of your mind. You get mm. what you want out of things sometimes. So you have to make the most of it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Just, I'm just listening. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, no, I like that. So the, the one other thing, if I was talking about, because um, I, I relate in the sense that, you know, I grew up um, pretty poor in the sense that my mum, single parent, four children, and, you know, struggle South London type stuff. And, you know, a lot of people have been through that. But I do think that a couple of things I would say is learning to manage what you have, even when you don't on paper have very much, is just one of the best skills you have. Because as mm-hmm. you then expand and you get more, you're in a better place position to manage. And I think when, when things have gone well, I'm on top of things and I'm managing whatever I have in front of me. Um, when your mindset's a little bit loose and you're not as on it and you're not as switched on, you know, you lose control of these things. So anyone starting, whether you're starting from scratch or whatever I would say is, whatever you have, be grateful for it at that moment, manage it as well as you can and it will expand from there. So how did you get into the broadcasting, Ebony? That was pure luck, actually, in the sense that, well, say luck and not luck, because 18 years of playing cricket, you know, it it was luck in the sense that when I finished playing, I got a call from a BBC producer, Adam Mountford, and he just gave me a call straight away and said, finished your career, would you like to give it a go? And I I said, yes, of course, you know, I'd love to. So that was a bit of luck. Um, I think the interesting moments, which I always look back on in life, I'm big on building relationships and getting to know people and being interested in people. And a few years before I'd finished playing, 
I had started doing some interviews as a player, you know, some play at times the players do. And I was always open to just say, yeah, no worries, put me forward. I don't mind meeting different people. And Alison Mitchell, who is a lead broadcaster, she's a journalist, she's sort of won Sports Journalist of the Year awards and stuff like that. I remember spending some time with her as she was covering one of our games and we did it a bit of coverage and I think those small moments of you know you meet somebody you're giving of your time build good relationships they come back down the line to help you so what I was really lucky is that during my career I'd met a lot of these people I didn't realize at the time you know how valuable those relationships would be but when you finish and you get a phone call in some ways it's luck but in other ways it's also you've made the small actions along the way that have led to opportunities. So I've been really fortunate like that. And once I got into broadcasting and um, was given that opportunity, I've been fortunate enough to run away with it really. And I started women's cricket, moved on to men's cricket. And now I've sort of gone around the globe, done test matches, you know, uh, ODIs all around most test playing countries, actually. So I've done a fair bit of traveling with it and enjoyed that as well. You have, haven't you? Yeah. And your show, by the way, Come on, let's do a bit of bragging here. How many downloads have you had for your show? Yeah, a lot. I'm over 7 million total downloads, which is crazy. But I would balance that with the 80-20 rule. Pareto's law. Yeah, Pareto's law is that I've had a couple of episodes which have gone crazy. One of them was Alice and Felix. And then I would say the rest are very solid and in the thousands of downloads. But I've had one go crazy, and that was due to timing of doing the podcast with her when she became the world's most decorated athlete of all time on Mm -hmm. track and field. So between that and Google putting it on the top, it got crazy listens and, you know, people have really uh, listened. So yeah, at the moment I'm in the millions, which is great for that particular episode in particular, as well as gone crazy. But overall, you know, I think it's sort of a growth experience. I can't wait to see how over the next couple of years, you know, as you start to do more and get more people in, I don't know how far it can go, but I've been really happy with the results so far. Mm, I'm not surprised. She seemed like such a nice lady as well. She was, she was. I mean, she's very, she was much more reserved. You know, she wasn't, you've got, you know, I've interviewed someone like a Chris Akabusi, um, who is very loud and yes. lovely as well with that. Yeah. Uh, Richard Osman, who's a presenter on TV um, for Pointless. And he's also a creative director for a lot of the TV shows we watch. But you interview the sort of more lively people, but she was very calm, very thoughtful, took her time with it. It's, it was hard for me, who's quite an extrovert, to, to slow down and then listen. But some of the insights she gave was just unbelievable. So she was great. And um, I've got a few more guests that coming up, which I think will be pretty epic. But I'm going to keep keep those under wraps. Oh, until damn. <laughs> Come on, Ebony, give us a clue then. Yeah, I might have you on soon, Andy. When are oh we doing oh that show? God, I'll be starstruck. <laughs> what can I do? Can I, can I be up there with all these other stars? What can I do? Hey, you're going to be my number one. <laughs> you. You're too kind. So just getting towards the end of the show now, Ebony. I thought it's gone quick, hasn't it? Crikey. It has. It has. Well, this is it. I'm a talker all day long. Same as yourself, you know, not quite as high profile as you, but even so. Talking's talking. <laughs> I try. How can people best contact you if they'd like to keep in touch? Yeah, I'm on pretty much every social platform from Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, on my website. If you just Google my name, the easiest thing is mostly just to do my surname, Rainford Brent, but I'm pretty much everywhere. Facebook, I've got a Facebook page. So anyone who wants to get in touch, any questions, any thoughts, just do it because I'm pretty good. If I'm in a crazy period, I might take my time to get back. But generally, if I can, I'm always engaging on social because that's what it's about, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks very much for doing the show. You've been absolutely brilliant. And I wish you well for the future. 
Thanks, Andy. No problems. See you soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And until next time, start transforming your wealth and health now.